We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. C. Johnson. Kobe White pull up three over Karis LeVert and nails it. Bulls insider for NBC Sports Chicago. Give me that song. Covering everything from the dynasty to Derek to DeMar. KC Johnson. I've covered the NBA for a long time. With Mully and Haw. Moss. On 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's always a delight to talk to our friend KC Johnson, and he joins us now as all guests do. On the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. KC, good morning. How are you? I've got playing fever, but other than that, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> well, it's a half game out now, right? Half game out of the play-in, and it's just beginning. The most important 23 games of LeBron's <laughs> life feature Patrick Beverly. And, and I, I'm just saying – I get it, Casey. I know that we're overemphasizing uh, different things, but you can't ignore the fact that 87 points one game, 82 the next, they're playing a significantly better form of defense. And I don't know if it's his influence, if it's something's going on. No, something is going on in terms of what we've seen in the two games since the All-Star break. I will say, you know, uh, obviously Patrick Beverly – injected the, the Bulls with some life in that game against Brooklyn. I didn't think he was as good um, last night, but they won, and they're 2-0 since he's arrived. The defense has been uh, playing well really all season, guys, but uh, particularly since the new year, I wrote that they're the number one defense in the league since January 1st, which is almost remarkable given the personnel on this team. Um, and really, Billy Donovan and his staff deserve a lot of credit, as do the players, but um, – so that the defensive surge has predated Patrick Beverly, but look, you had a guy like that and hold two straight opponents under 90 along with Alex Caruso in the starting lineup. It's not a coincidence, and that's why when I talk to Alex Caruso, he thinks the defense can get even better down the stretch. So um, the offense has been a disappointment all season, but um, defensively they're, they're playing very well of late. There's a lot to like about this story, KC. Everything just from the way he's introduced in the starting lineup to 
I saw the Bulls put out a video of him hugging his high school coach, Lamont Bryant, after the game. And, and Patrick Beverly has that kind of just magnetic personality, that charisma that people respond to. And it seems, is it oversimplifying it to think that he's making everybody a little bit more engaged, maybe pay, pay a little uh, closer attention, be a little bit more intense every possession? Is, is that giving him too much credit? Because it's almost like, a Rodman-esque effect. He doesn't have to score any points to make an impact on the game. No, because that's his M.O. I mean, that's the way he's always played. And there is – I'm glad Billy um, pregame the other day uh, – or maybe it was – no, it was postgame the other day after the Brooklyn game. I think he cleared up a misperception about Patrick Beverly because he does have the the public, you know, bravado. And, you know, on the podcast he says he's going to get on Zach Levine's ass and all that. You know, he's kind of got that bluster. But – He's really an uplifting um, teammate. I mean, he he's he's chirps a lot and he talks a lot and he's energetic and he's enthusiastic. But he's he's very much a hey, we got this kind of guy. And if you ask people that have played with him, he everyone's called him a great teammate. So um, he does have that um, ability to hold players accountable, but he does so in a way that he, he's trying to impact winning. And so. Um, you know, he, he really is a good fit both on the court and off the court because um, we've seen this team sleepwalk to, through too many games this season. And, and when Patrick Beverly is on the court and on the bench, that's just not going to happen. That's just not the way he plays. That's not the way he goes through games, moves through games. So you're going to see that the, the rest of the season with him for sure. Yeah, I, you know, I got to tell you, I, I don't know. I don't know how good they can be. I don't know. What's going to happen even against Toronto? That's a team that'll play pretty hard. You feel like they can beat Detroit. The Phoenix game might be the one that tests their mettle and see where they're at. I, I don't know how to look at this Bulls team and figure out what kind of record they need, how they're going to do, but they're watchable again. They're, you know, you can actually sit down and watch them and feel like that six-game losing streak was rough. Yeah, and they're watchable as long as you don't watch the three-point shooting. Right, right. <laughs> that, that continues to be a problem. And with uh, the way Washington was shooting yesterday, and they're actually a pretty decent three-point shooting team. Man, that was some uh, ugly uh, shooting at the UC yesterday. But, no, look, um, you know, he's he had that one block um, on Kendrick Nunn and got pulled out shortly after that as he's walking uh, to the bench. He's, you know, raising his hands to the crowd, trying to jazz the crowd. I mean, he that's he's got, you know, that Noah Rodman-esque quality to him that just he is an engaging player. And, um, you know, you've seen Zach Levine come out of the all-star break and play at a very high level, both shooting the ball and with his attack mode. So you're right, Wally. I mean, um, there's something to play for. And, look, I don't know if you guys have talk, gotten into this on the show either today or other days, but um, – I love the play-in. I, I, I know some people think it's, you know, gimmicky and, and watered-down NBA. I love it because it just gives so many teams something to play for. And down the stretch, you've just got a lot at stake almost every night, and that's that's fun as a writer. I'm glad that you said that, Casey, because I know that you're not a big college basketball guy, and you could do without March Madness. So this is kind of like college basketball. It is a tournament kind of setting, and it's something that is easy to get behind because of the drama and because of the uncertainty, you, you can go on a little bit of a mini run the way the Timberwolves did last year with Patrick Beverly. <laughs> exactly right. And, and you know, it's like, I mean, you're looking at every permutation of every game last night. I mean, you got 
you guy last night, uh, I was joking with Cody Western in the media room. I mean, I was like, man, Patrick Beverly's uh, injected you with some life, too. He's breaking down, like, tiebreakers for the 10th seed and things like that between the, the Bulls and Wizards. I mean, because it just gives every night, um, you know, something, to, uh, some permutation or some playoff ramification to, to ponder. I mean, obviously the Toronto game is a, is a big game between right. the two teams on Tuesday night. Uh, Detroit, not so much, but important from a Bulls perspective. So uh, it's great. Um, you know, it is a little gimmicky, but it just, it, 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 I can see why fans get into it. And you can see why so many teams are buyers at the trade deadline, as we heard from our tourists, because, you know, then you can go to your ownership group and say, hey, we made the playoffs. I mean, uh, if you win the play-in, I, I don't consider making the play-in making the playoffs, but if you win the play-in and you get one of those playoff seeds, you know, then, then you can sell that you're, you're, you're building or something. So, um, I, I, I think I thought it's a great introduction to the NBA. You know, the other element of bringing in a new body is Io probably back on the bench where he belongs, but he doesn't want to be on the bench, right? I mean, when you're when you see guys coming in off the bench, they've got they've got to earn their minutes. They got to, something to prove. It's almost like the whole team becomes more competitive just by virtue of shifting people around a little bit. At least that's the way it's looked the first two games. Perfectly said. I I wrote that in one line in in a column a couple days ago uh, on the off day between the two games, Molly. Um, It's amazing how one player, to me, has like almost completely, perfectly aligned Billy's rotation because now you've got veteran, serious, defensive-minded players in Caruso and Beverly starting alongside your big three, and you've shifted – Io and Patrick to that second unit with Kobe with those three young guns, young blood that seem like they have a little connectivity. And like you said, a little competitive edge to them because two of those guys have been starting all season and now they're coming off the bench. Kobe was fantastic yesterday beyond the shot making. He had 17 points off the bench, his defensive energy, his pursuit of loose balls. He, you felt him in that game and um, he had a really nice game. Um, so there is some potential for that bench group to get going here down the stretch too. And you've got a veteran uh, staggered typically with that group. Drummond's usually out there with those three young guys. And then you've got usually DeMar because uh, Billy's been keeping Zach and, and Vooch linked together. Um, but I, 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 it's amazing. One player off the buyout market and all of a sudden Billy's rotation just seems to me to make a lot more sense. So, Casey, before the game, Billy Donovan was asked about the organization prioritizing maybe draft pick position over a push to the playoffs. And I understand why he would be asked that because of the conversations around town and the way the season has gone. His answer, I appreciate it. He talked about the integrity of competition, and he and he answered it in the way that we have come to expect Billy Donovan in, in great detail. What did you think of that answer, and has that been a source of conversation around the team? Well, to me, it's been a source of conversation just in the sense that uh, it's been answered multiple times before yesterday, although I did love Billy's eloquence, as you said, David. Here's why. You got Arturis Karnaschovas in media day saying, we need to win the playoff series, okay? There's, There's that. You've got him at the trade deadline positioning the Bulls as a buyer, not a seller. So there's that. You've got them going in the buyout market and adding Patrick Beverly. So there's that. I mean, again, I got no problem with 
you know, Billy being asked about it, and I love Billy's answer, but the organization's been telling you all season they're not going to tank. I mean, it, it doesn't really, you know, it's really doesn't have to be a topic of conversation. I mean, because they're not even thinking that. So now it's the way, the reason why it was a good question and a good answer was it's an interesting debate because if you do the math, you can see why, you know, some fans are like, what the hell, you know I mean? Because, you know, even if they get in the playoffs, I think we can all agree. This doesn't really look like it's going to be a long playoff run, but you're also playing the odds game if you go the other way, but that's just not the way this organization has been wired. Where I thought Billy was most um, telling and it was most intriguing to me was when he talked about the year that they were bad, their for his first year here, 2021. He said even then, you know, we were not we were trying to develop players and win games. We were not trying to to tank or improve draft positioning, and and it, all you need for evidence of that is at, in trade deadline 2021. He, he trades Wendell Carter Jr. for Nikola Vucevic. So that's just the way Arturis and, and Billy have been wired and, and linked from the start. And you can debate whether it's a proper strategy. I mean, obviously you've got two very high-profile examples here in our city in different sports of general managers expertly, well, at least one expertly <laughs> uh, orchestrating and then concluding the tank with a World Series title and Theo Epstein and then the others are work in progress with the Bears, but um, that's just kind. not the way the way. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the the other one is a work in uh, progress, but we'll just that's just not the way the Bulls are operating. Um, you know, we talk about Kobe White. What what is his future? Where, where you know they had a chance to get a contract done, and they didn't, and uh, and they've they've hung on to him, and there was talk about him before the year not being a part of it, not having a role. He has a role, and he is a part of it. I don't know what happens moving forward. I think you got to resign the guy. I, I've been incredibly impressed with his commitment, his improvement. He's still a young player. Mm-hmm. He's been put in so many roles, and he's never complained. Um, his roles moved around. His minutes have moved around. He's never complained. And he just keeps figuring out ways to produce and, and help your team. So, uh, look, the Bulls still hold the, the, the power. that He's a restricted free agent. They have the ability to match any offer sheet he might go get this summer. Um, they've told him that they value him and, and they've told him that not only in words, but actions, because they've turned down concrete trade offers for him. Um, I, don't, I don't think there were any, con- I think there was more general talk about him in the deadline this year. Last off season, there were concrete trade offers for him right. that they turned down. Um, so, um, you know, they, my sense of how this management regime handles free agency is how a lot of manager regimes handle free agency this is what we're comfortable paying you. If you want to get more than that, go find an offer sheet, and then we'll decide if we're going to back. That's probably how this summer is going to play out with Kobe. Okay, Casey, basketball question in terms of matchups. We have seen now the Bulls kind of reconfigured starting lineup. I like it. I like the fact that you've got the big three with Caruso and, and Patrick Beverly, but I also think that you're basically playing Vooch and four guards. You can make the argument. How will teams try to make the Bulls pay for playing Vooch and four guards. Is there a counter to that, and is there a team on the schedule? Is there, is there a team or that consistently an approach that will work against that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Bucks have a lot of size. I mean, you know, you're going to you're gonna see um, good teams try to exploit that matchup. I mean, it'll work against uh, a lot of teams because so many teams do play small. And Caruso, you know, he does play bigger than what he's listed at just because of his – 
bat, not only his physicality, but his basketball IQ. I talked to him yesterday about how he approaches, you know, guarding bigger guys, boxing out bigger guys. He said, just hit him first. I mean, that's kind of his approach to everything. So there's that. I mean, you can also, you know, uh, get, get drumming off out there earlier. Um, you know, try uh, Derek Jones Jr. is pretty small too, but he does give you some leaping ability and, and rim protection. So you could, you know, maybe start the lineup and then make a substitution earlier. That's something Billy will figure out. But look, Caruso's played the four a lot for this team, and they're they've been undersized basically in Arturis's whole tenure. Well, since Lowry's been gone, because Javante Green's played the four a lot. Um, you know, even Patrick Williams isn't. I mean, he's he's big, but he's not you know hulking. So um, it's something that I think some teams will have some issues with, and Billy will have to adjust the substitution pattern. But I do see this lineup being the one that he uses over the final. 21 games because I think it gives him kind of that defensive mindset that he wants at the start of games. It, it's interesting, Casey, because I think that, you know, we were looking at Patrick Beverly and, and again, I like that. I like that line you have with the rotation, the perfect player to get the rotation, right? I, I agree with that, but I heard a lot of talk yesterday that getting the all-star break meant a lot to these guys, getting the, you know, mental physical break was really important for them, and and I'm I'm not saying that 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 that's the only reason, but that's part of it too, right? The idea that they, I mean, they were it was awful watching this team play the, the six game losing streak before the All Star break. They do seem like a different bunch. I think we want to credit Patrick Beverly's uh, return or or insertion, but the reality is they also had a break and they probably needed it. That's a good point because that was a death march in that six-game losing streak leading up to the the break. I mean, that Indiana loss was just painful to watch. It was like a car crash. And then, you know, you had other games where you just felt like they didn't really even have a chance because they almost looked like they were sleepwalking through games. And, yeah. you know, DeMar comes out of the all-star break saying we've got to treat every game like a game seven. I mean, cliche alert, but he's playing like it, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, and so I think you're right. Uh, you know, Alex talked specifically about that. You know, he first said, um, it's, it's, um, it's, you know, uh, more of a physical break. It's like, who am I kidding? It's a mental break too. So he went and played golf in a warm climate for several days. I mean, it's just, it's, it's good for these guys, especially when you're losing and, um, we'll see if they can keep this going, but it does, you know, it does appear like they've, they've, you know, started to figure out that you got to play with urgency because they put themselves in this position. I mean, there's been a lot of bad basketball at this point for sure. So, KC, Zach Levine passes Derrick Rose into 10th place all-time on the Bulls scoring list. That was really something yesterday. And speaking of Derrick Rose, he played Saturday night for the first time in like 27 games. He The first time in the calendar year, 2023, for the Knicks. He's been rumored to be on the buyout market, even with the Phoenix Suns. Could this possibly be leading toward a all-Chicago matchup Friday night at the United <laughs> Center? Patrick Beverly guarding Derrick Rose of the Suns? I don't know about that, but I do know our guy Tibbs is getting a little soft because he he, he counts out to the crowd. Chad <laughs> yeah. <his> <laughs> so Tom's uh, Tom's getting a little soft on us. He's getting a little sentimental on us. Uh, but yeah, that was that was actually a pretty cool moment. And uh, Derek seems like he's been handling that whole situation really well from afar. Speaking of old bulls, it was awesome to see Taj Gibson strolling to the United Center in a Jonathan Taves sweater yesterday. That was pretty cool. I <laughs> ca- caught up with. Uh, with Taj a little bit. He's a 
he's obviously a class act and um, still playing productive minutes in year 14. So uh, Bulls got those drafts right back then in those late aughts, huh, man? Chris Dunn's still in the league, right? Didn't he have a pretty what? good game the other day? I mean, that's bizarre. Chris Dunn? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah, he almost had a triple-double on a 10-day for the Utah Jazz along, alongside our guy Lowry Markkinen. So talk about a story of perseverance. I mean, he's been grinding in the G League. People don't probably, some people probably don't even know he's still playing and gets a 10-day with the Utah Jazz, has 15, 8, and 7, and shoots 7 for 13. Um, so we'll see if that turns into something more than a 10-day for him. Do you think Derek Rose will be signed by somebody? Is he going to be bought out? Uh, I actually have not checked much on that story, so I'm just reading what you're reading. Uh, I have not, I don't have any firsthand knowledge of that, but, um, I do know the complicating factor. Uh, I shouldn't say this definitively. I'm pretty sure he's got a player option and I'm pretty sure he also wants that picked up. So that may complicate things. Maybe the fact that he's dropped out of the rotation, um, has changed his stance on that. I don't know. I'm just speculating here, but um, you know, Tibbs is usually always done right by Derrick Rose. So, look, if he wants to be bought out, my guess is that Tibbs goes to Leon Rose and says, let's get this guy a new home, if he has a new home, because uh, Tibbs has been Derrick's biggest supporter, as we've seen many times over the years through here. Great stuff, KC. Great catching up with you. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, KC. All right, guys. Thank you. Take care. That's KC Johnson. Does a great job with NBC Sports Chicago and – uh, and it comes on with us, and I love talking. Yeah, he's really good at the yeah. uh, the TV role. I enjoy seeing his little cut-ins during the game and certainly what he writes afterward. I did not see Taj Gibson in a Jonathan Tay sweater walking into the United Center. I can't believe Taj Gibson still is playing a role on a team that is contending for a playoff spot this many years later. Yeah, I, I think a lot of those guys are still floating around. It's pretty wild. He is just – Chris Dunn thing is bizarre to me. Well – Taj Gibson, I can understand him still carving out a niche. Chris Dunn, that is a big surprise to me. Even though he was as he was, he was a high draft pick. Yes, he was. There were high expectations. He was right. part of that Jimmy Butler deal, right? With with Laurie. That's right. That's right. From the Timberwolves. Yeah, I, I Markinen is unbelievable. The the fact that he's turned into a pretty good player. And again, I know Patrick Williams isn't as aggressive as you want him. He seems good in this role. So far, for a couple games, he seems pretty good well, as a be, guy coming off the bench. I guess because you adjust your expectations with the guy who is coming off the bench, it's just that his draft status always will keep you wanting more. You know, he want you want him to live up to the to that kind of uh, to be that kind of caliber of a player. Yeah, but uh, the bottom line is the Bulls are watchable. That is that is such a great turn of event. Molly said the Bulls are back. Uh, yeah, Mully said Exclamation the, the, point. the Bulls are about to go on a roll. Oh, no, that was you. Said that, that was me. That was me last week. But I think I was roundly mocked. <laughs> I, I don't know I, if you were I, roundly I mocked. I think I was mocked. It just was a, it was a crazy thing It was thing a subtle say, mock then. It was, yeah, no, you it, guys were like, okay, yeah, sure, right. Yeah, All you right. got caught up in the moment. But the <laughs> fact of the matter is that I, I told you, I came in here Friday and I just had this feeling, oh, my God, the Bulls are going to win a couple games here over the weekend. Just it just hit me. I and I really needed to admitted down on that. being a prisoner of the moment, and now I am incarcerated and happy with that because <laughs> you like what you're seeing uh, you're with beautiful. this. I agree. It's May fun. it last twenty one yeah. more games. All right, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. I want to talk a little bit about whether or not Mike Clevenger is going to pitch here in training camp. 
and I, I know he's on the backfields. I know he's pitching. Uh, is he going to be in the game today? Let's talk like, about that. I don't hear anybody talk about how they're using him. <laughs> I think they're just going to kind of secretly use him without hoping anybody notices. It's we'll, a great we'll, question. We'll talk about it. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It's Mullion on the score. Ask me after the parade. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have forty seven new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Clevenger looked really good. I was really, really pleased uh, with how he threw the ball. Mulligan Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. It's um, it's kind of interesting what's going on with the White Sox just because they're in this period of waiting on, on Mike Clevenger, whether or not he's going to be um, cr- uh penalized, penalized by MLB. We know there's an investigation ongoing, and we know the Sox aren't happy about anyone talking about it. And we know, you know, just from last week, um, there was this kind of casual mention of unsolicited, I might add, where it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, Mike Clevenger had his session today. Boy, he was pitching well. He looked good. He's the projected fifth starter. He should be the source of conversation. He's a a – the target of an investigation of Major League Baseball. We don't know how that's going to come out. Nobody does. Maybe the White Sox do. They sure sound like it. They sound like it. And I think that's kind of the underlying point here is that I don't know if it's too much to ask them to prepare somebody for a season where he may or may not be pitching or part of and and do it quietly without having to make us wonder if they have normalized this. Because that's what we're talking about. That's it. It sounds like they have normalized Mike Clevenger being part of the rotation. It sounds like that they are talking about him only in baseball terms, which is fine in their prerogative, but it is a choice. I don't choose to do that yet. 
I'm not ready for that yet. I don't know that we're there yet because aren't we getting there though? Isn't he going to have to pitch at some point? He's he's as you say, the White Sox play again today, right? They've played now. It's spring training, and that's what you do. Is is are we getting to a point? Like they don't want to tell you that they're rolling him out there, but aren't they going to roll him out? They're there? going to roll him out there at some point. You would imagine he's going to be on the mound in front of fans. You would imagine he's going to be getting ready for the season. You would imagine. I understand all the realities and reasons why. I just don't think that it, this has been handled well by the major by Major League Baseball, and I guess the White Sox have had to fall in line. They could they could wrap this up quicker or give them direction on what to do rather than have us, you know, I, I think Pedro Grafol is in a tough spot. Okay, get to the playoffs, Pedro. Inject this team with enthusiasm, Pedro. Do whatever you need to do, Pedro. And talk about your pitching staff and, and include your hopes based on a guy who may not be there. Sounds like they think he's going to be there. And so it's kind of frustrating, Molly, only because we don't have clarity and we want it. And I think that this is a very serious investigation. The stakes are, the accusations are, and it's something that you can't talk about in a responsible way. There's no doubt about that. You can't ignore this because it does mean a lot to the season. And if it didn't mean a lot to the season, frankly, let's be honest here, he wouldn't be in camp. If he didn't mean right. anything to their their prospects for 2023, he wouldn't be worth all of this. They they have concluded he is. So here we are. Yeah, it feels that way. I, it's just you know, as as um, you said in a in a text to me, they're acting like it's a visa problem, right? I mean, it's like they got a player that can't get into the country, but he's going to be here soon, and we're good. No, he he's there. They're just he's kind of on the back fields. But at some point, I just wonder, and I don't expect them to announce every day who's pitching tomorrow or who's doing well. I think they're just going to have the guy roll into a game wearing his Sox uniform and the whole bit because, again, when, when, the, when the manager comes off the field and unsolicited tells you, oh, he had a really good session, doesn't that mean that, that he's a part of what they're doing? And aren't they, isn't that an act of like kind of normalizing him being on the team? It absolutely is. And I wonder how it made Sox fans feel. 312 644 67 Are you encouraged by the fact that Mike Clevenger looks pretty sharp? And boy, he looks like he's, you know, throwing well. And this is what you expected when you signed him and all of these things that are baseball related observations that you can have expectations based on what he is in terms of a fifth starter, starting pitcher, give you five good innings, whatever the case may be. Or when you hear Pedro Grafol talk like Mike Clevenger is just like one of 40 guys in camp, do you like cringe a little bit? Because like, no, he's not like everyone else in camp. No, it's weird. And I mean, the White Sox, they're not having – you know, who cares, right? It's spring training. It doesn't matter if you can't catch a pop-up. Uh, on the. No one's going to mention it on the radio. No one's going to talk about it. Uh, but the fact is they can't apparently catch a pop-up. And and uh, and they've lost two games. Who cares? It's just two games. They've scored two runs in two games. Who cares if they get shut out in a in a spring training game? And these, this is the place to do it. If you want to drop a pop-up, do it in – Spring training, don't do it the regular season. If you want to not score a run, do it in a game in the in the, uh, the the spring training. Then rather do it 
in Houston at the opening of the year. I, I just I just don't know what to make of it. I watched the first game. It was on TV. You watch all it of was it? Jason and Steve. You know, I, I mean, yes and no. It was on for the entire time. I watched a couple of innings. And I was playing Sudoku. I went Cubs. So I was working on the brain. I was doing the brain exercise. That's good. And I taped the Cubs. And then I watched some of the Cubs stuff the next morning, actually. And they were already, the Cubs at least around all the time. But I figured it was the only time I was going to see the Sox for a couple of days. So I, I concentrated on it. And it was good. And it was stony. And Chuck was there interviewing uh, uh, Andrew Vaughn. And, uh, and, and it was Steve Garvey. Fun. Steve Garvey, um, uh, Billy Hamilton had to run into the, the dugout and get Pedro Graffol because he forgot that he was doing an interview with Chuck during one of the innings. And uh, and Billy Hamilton, you know, he guy can do everything. What was his time from dugout to clubhouse and back? <laughs> they were timing him, yeah. He was was he the fastest guy? But, that, I, I find it yeah. fascinating how important he suddenly seems to Sox fans. Yeah. Billy Hamilton back in camp. As if it's a foregone conclusion, he's going to make the team and make an impact. Is I, that right? I, I think it's. I. I don't. I, I think there's a lot of guys like that, like him, that you don't know how they're going to make the team. But like the talk, I, I read, and I don't know where I read it, and I apologize. It was like Billy Hamilton is really good for um, for uh, uh, the shortstop. My mind is shot for for. Uh, the White Sox shorts. Was Tim that? Anderson? Tim Anderson. Good God. No he's wonder good I'm for Tim Sudoku. Anderson because of the influence he has on because him? Because he's like such a positive, oh, upbeat you, guy. You, you and you I'm got, just telling I'm you, I'm going to hold you that. to your own standard here, pal. You need to you need to dismiss that because you will not stand for that kind of talk when it's I, any other team I, and any other kind I, of, well, he's I, not an assistant I am, coach. I am merely, I'm merely parroting to you uh, one of the contributions that Billy Hamilton supposedly makes. He's... He's a jokester and a fun guy. But you are anti-roster spot for the mentor. Oh, I, I hate that sort of thing. I know thing. you do. I literally so, hate that sort of thing. You can't Hire accept him as a that. coach. How, <laughs> Hire him as a coach. How, but, then, I, I, but I'm just saying that whatever is going on, yeah. I don't know. You know, they need another outfielder, right? I mean, clearly, they is Aloy an outfielder? He, he started Andrew, there on Andrew Saturday. Benintendi starts today, right? We'll finally yes, see Benintendi starts today. Oscar Colas, yeah. I think, starts today. Is that on anywhere? Can you watch that? I'm not anymore? sure. I'll have yeah. to check my White Sox uh, TV okay. guide. Yeah. Adam, but, are you watching any of this stuff? Is that is he out there anywhere? I, I would watch it. I just like watching baseball early. I, I didn't catch much of the Sox game on Saturday because I was working the Cubs game, actually. Oh, that's so, good. But, yeah, I mean, Eloy was in the lineup. So Eloy played right field and yeah. lived yes. to tell about it. So I think that's, that's right. progress. Yeah. yeah, he survived. Let's, let's normalize go. that. Um, Jake Berger. Jake Berger. Gavin Sheets hit a home run. So did Jake Berger. What, that was I think their they only, both did. That was their only runs. But I'm saying Sheets hit a home run early to tie the game, and then before they blew the game late, it was you know it was fun. Now, their progress, kinda... I think, is interesting. I think Jake Berger, you wonder where his future lies. You wonder how big of a part Gavin Sheets will be of this team. Billy Hamilton, I have a ton of respect for what he's accomplished in his career. I, I hope he fits on this team, but I just find it interesting how important he suddenly has become. Can he still – can he – is he going to steal bases? Can he steal first? I don't think he's going to make the team. I'm just telling you, you asked why he's there. I hope he does, though, because then you can have a mentor to talk about all season long. Boy, you really have fun <laughs> at my expense. 
the texter says, I need to do more Sudoku. I couldn't remember Tim Anderson's thing. Fair enough. 312-644-6767. It's Molly and on the score. Yeah, I got some things coming. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not going to show any of them. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to manipulate it and use it to my, my favor for sure. There's some things we were talking about right when I came out of the game today, but yeah, if they're going to make us rush, then I'm going to find a way to, to kind of be me out there no matter what. So um, something that I truly don't even worry about. I, I feel like you just have to go out there, attack and kind of put the whole pitching clock things kind of in the back of your head. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. We're all on the clock, for God's sake. Uh, that is Marcus Stroman. And I, I, you know, I really enjoy listening to a guy do a little mental gymnastics, do a little kind of pump up for himself. Because, you know, every time he talks, the sinker's going to be sinking because he's got the great defense behind him. And now the clock's going to be to his advantage because he's going to make it work to a point where the the hitter is going to be off balance because he's going to be using the clock so well. Well, you got to use it to your advantage if you can. I think in Marcus Stroman's case, he makes a pretty good point. He is somebody who seems more adaptable and versatile and athletic than a lot of pitchers because he feels the position so well. Also, you don't think he's going to be thrown off by the irregularity of having to you know, go fast or, or, or hurry up or wind up or whatever the case may be. Because we saw over the weekend, this is going to take some time to adjust to the pitch clock for pitchers, the pitch clock for hitters, which is fascinating too. We saw the example we referenced in the opening segment, bottom of the ninth, it's the Braves and the Red Sox, I believe, and tie game, bases loaded, full count. I think the batter was Cal Conley, did not get into the batter's box uh, with eight seconds left like you're supposed to and the umpire called strike three automatically. At bat is over, extra innings, a chance to win the game, you're taken away from you because you violated the pitch clock rule. People are going to hate that, but they got to get used to it. Cub Spring Training on the Score is sponsored by Sloan, the official water efficiency partner of the Chicago Cubs. So I thought Stroman would definitely be a guy that adapts to it. But also, you know who else I thought of? Our guy, Johnny Cueto. This is ideal for Johnny Cueto. Oh, are you kidding? I mean, the way he keeps everyone off balance with the hesitation and the, I mean, he's, it's, I agree with you. Anything's ideal for Johnny Cueto, frankly. I love watching that guy pitch, but I think that this is a really good example of something that a guy like him will manipulate to his advantage. I wonder how the pitchers who are so set in their ways, such a slave to ritual, and maybe even hitters to a lesser degree, but how that will impact their uh, approach, uh, how that will affect how long they wait for the right um, pitch to be called. Do they shake off their catcher less frequently now because they don't have time to? Well, my, I can't make my mind up. <laughs> you only have 15 seconds. Hurry up. So I wonder the effect. I love it, though. I think from a fan standpoint, it's not as intrusive in terms of as a viewer. I think Marquis uh, had it right in where they put the pitch clock just off to the left side of the of the screen. It's a very good spot for it. And it's just something that everyone, even though they may resist it, they don't like it, but you're going to have to get used to it. Yeah, and, and I think we'll all get used to it, and I think it's a good thing. I think it helps the game. I, I felt uh, the game 
when I was watching it, the game was moving better. There was a better rhythm to it. It's the it's kind of the game that you grew up watching. Um, most of us, unless you're like ten or twelve years old, uh, you probably grew up watching this brand of baseball. So I do like that element of it. I'm a little worried. You know, we we haven't talked about some of the injury concerns that came out. For the Cubs, you know, we talked a lot about Seiya Suzuki and how he's changed his body and he's stronger and he's going to be that power guy. And now he's got like an oblique, oblique ten, uh, tightness and he's, he's, he was pulled out of a game and he's had to undergo, you know, kind of whatever, another MRI, try to figure out not good. exactly what's wrong. I mean, that that is not a wonderful thing. It's great that you – you can add twenty pounds to your frame, twenty pounds of muscle. But if you're if you're creating, if that has created an issue, then that's something to worry about. If you're about. creating more muscle fiber to pull, yeah. then you might want to go back to your old regimen. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, and Justin Steele um, also having a, a little bit of an issue. It, it's just, that is that is spring training reality. Yeah. These sorts of things. That's happen. the one that worries me more I, than the I other think one. It's bad. Suzuki is somebody that we just. You expect he's he looks in great shape. He's performed in the past, whether it's here for a season or in Japan. I think you you think he's going to be an oblique's nothing to dismiss, but it's early in camp. The guys are going to have this kind of soreness, right? Justin Steele is a young pitcher whose development the Cubs are counting on in a big way. Yes, he's one of those four starters that David Ross identified as already has a job, and he we see last year why he's a guy that has. Uh, a special arm, and now that it's he's already tired, they're having to work him back slowly. You hope it's just a typical spring training, you know, adjustment phase. But let's face it: if you have a young left-handed starter, and he has already to adjust his routine in the first week of spring training, you worry a little bit. And and you know, he's another guy. I guess he relocated. He moved to Arizona to be near. The, the the complex and he's been there every day in the off season. He's like working on improving himself. You just always worry when you um, when you're trying to figure out how guys are kind of responding once the once the buildup begins. It's just it's just worrying. It is. So you have those two injuries to be concerned yep. about. Also, Molly, I want to mention this: Michael Fulmer, the new relief pitcher, was a guest on Inside the Clubhouse on Saturday. Nice. And he's he sounded like a guy that's going to fit into the clubhouse with a lot of the other veterans. Just a real consummate professional, good sense of humor. He said something that was very interesting, though. Obviously, he said he's excited with the Cubs because of their genuine approach to uh, the pitch, and also all of a sudden with his slider, he he talked about that as well. But that they, he may want to be a starter again, and that there were teams interested in him returning to the starting rotation. And that may be something in the back of his mind. I envision him as the, as the Cubs' closer. He's the most likely candidate for me to get the ball to in the ninth inning. In the back of his mind, maybe a starter never loses that mentality or that that identity. He, I think he has, has designs of one day returning to the starting rotation for someone. All right. We're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk some football. There's a report out there from Adam Schefter. You're not going to believe it. That the Bears are uh, talking to people about trading that first round, the first overall pick. It's unbelievable. I, I just can't imagine that happening. Um, wait a minute. No, we've been talking about that forever. 
Did you say I, that I without the breaking news sponsor? Because that's I, like huge. That's it, like big headlines. That's like I think they all had, caps. They, had, they have a thing on it where it said something like ongoing story, not like developing story. Developing story. Yeah. There you go. It's just developing. It'll be developed fully by like a week before the draft. But there is the element of <laughs> or the draft day, the so. time frame. I agree. Let's talk about that when we get. I, if I this agree. is inevitable, as it seems, it and does there, seem inevitable. there are a couple of trades in town this week that seem inevitable. Let's, when will the Bears pull the trigger on the deal with whomever they're trading with? And, and Kaner is loading up the station wagon. We'll talk about both those things in the next hour. Uh, we'll start with the Bears. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6 7 the score. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 